Good afternoon, folks. Welcome to your Friday afternoon roundtable with Rebecca Sherry and myself. Of course, this is Black Sheep Rebranded, the podcast where everyone is welcome because there's a little black sheep in all of us. And uh, for Rebecca Sherry and myself, again, we we welcome you to these uh, to these little spirited conversations because let me tell you, these conversations they happen over the entire week. They, they don't just happen today because, right, the article goes out and discussion happens. So, again, so uh, again, sit back and, and let's see where the conversation goes today because what I believe everyone's going to be talking about is uh, manipulators. How do we shut down those people around us who are trying to manipulate us? So, again, so do me a favor and just sit back. So beautiful folks, welcome to your Friday. How do you like the snow out there? Looks like Christmas again. Yes, it does. It does, and there's a nice chilly breeze. It just is nasty, damp, cold out there. Yes. Well, that's all right. Let's bring some fire to the table and let's discuss how do we shut down the manipulating people in our lives? And people, let me tell you, we are all forced to, to deal with people regularly, and I mean daily, who are trying to manipulate us in some way, shape, or fashion, whether it be our spouse, whether it be our partner, whether it be our children, whether it be our boss, whether it be the person in line at Tim Hortons, whether it be anywhere, we will find people who do not like, and for some bizarre reason, they think that instead of just chatting with us about what they would like, they feel a need to manipulate. What do you guys think about that? I was actually surprised how much I feel manipulated after reading the article and digging into some of the other pieces because there's so much to manipulation. Recognizing it is, um, for me, always a challenge. I recognize it after the fact, Mm -hmm. not while it's going on. Yeah, same here. There's a lot more to to manipulation than I thought. All right. Well, both of you have said there's more to it. So, Rebecca, what do you mean? There's more to manipulation than what you thought? Well, it's just how they can use emotions against you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's almost like a, a mad scientist kind of thing, you know, where they put all these different components together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To get what they want. And, and there are people who become very, very skilled at it. A lot of politicians, a lot of people who are bureaucrats, um, people who get very high up in inside corporations lots of them are excellent excellent manipulators another big group is the salesman oh i was reflecting on that and how i got manipulated so badly this year and after reading the article it really stood out to me how susceptible i was to the to the salesman and just adding on things appealing to my emotions about um what he was selling and he could he could see and latched into it and i ended up with a much bigger bill than i ever should have and so when you're talking about that do you you want to share with us what what it was you you purchased or is it too too embarrassing um it's not that embarrassing because i don't expect that i'm alone in this um i went into a retailer to buy some furniture 
and I had in my mind what my price limit was. I had in mind what I wanted because I'd looked online, so I felt like I went in prepared. But by the time I got out of there, the salesman had created a, attempted to create a friendship by tapping into anything he could see that created, um, what the word is, commonality. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And, and, and that is one of the key things in sales is you want to create relationships because people will not buy things from people that they do not like. And, and typically they, they want to use friendly terms. Hey, bud, hey, this, hey, that, you know, and, and create a level of collaboration. And, and for sure, that is a form of manipulation. And we see it every day. You're right. Mm -hmm. And he was excellent at it. I'm just going to say. Um, and it wasn't, we talked all about different components. And by the time we got to the actual writing up the sale, we had decided what we wanted, but we never actually talked about what the expenses would be. Mm -hmm. When it came to the bill itself, because I now formed this relationship, I was very reluctant to say no to anything. And it was really, really sad when I walked away because I felt Guilty because I went above my price point mm. by quite a bit. Yep. And but at the same time, I didn't want to say no. Okay, so folks, just to, to to put it out there so that we're nice and clear, she just said she went above her price point, and so she came home and we talked about it, and uh, and we we corrected this matter, and we uh, went out there and um, and and I think when it was all said and done, although we ended up buying the the furniture someplace else. Uh, we got a true uh, reasonable uh, arrangement, and we did it without anybody being manipulated. It was about straightforward, honest, and, and sincere conversation. So, so folks, it actually ended happily. It did, uh, and thankfully. Rebecca, what, what do you think? Because you were there uh, with uh, Sherry at the time of, of those transactions when uh, you know the, the manipulation began. Well, at the time, I didn't think it was manipulation. I thought it was like a real, genuine, friendly guy who, you know, had something in common with us, and he just wanted to help. Yeah. Well, of course he did. But he wanted to unburden himself of a bunch of furniture and unburden you of your wallet. He, he, <laughs> you were right. He wanted to help. Uh, uh, but what you have to do, and this is one of the first pieces, and uh, sorry, Rebecca, we're going to come back to you in a second, but this is one of the first pieces about manipulation is to become educated. And the very first thing people will use always, and I had this happen this morning with a client who tried to use um, a rather rude uh, process of, of uh, discussion within a, within a text without actually truly getting information, finding information, and tried to actually get under my, um, like, to get under my skin emotionally. And I just immediately shut it down and said, not a problem. Here's your invoice services are, are are done and this is in a mediation service folks so it's, it's not like I, I did this to to a, a a person who's really struggling with with mental health but i i just simply said hey look at uh, mediation we're done i'm not i'm not doing this and so here's your invoice to date here's all the work that's been done knock yourself out and good luck when, with finishing it because again i'm not going to get trapped in somebody else's emotion 
And that's what often people will do. And you will see people who will go, well, I need to make this sale to make my month. I need to do this, or you need to. And they try to do all kinds of things to, again, manipulate your emotions. And the second I see emotional manipulation, when somebody isn't actually becoming educated and coming back with an informed discussion, as soon as it's not an informed discussion, it is manipulation, folks, each and every day. So again, listening to what I just said, Rebecca, now go back to what you were thinking when you met this salesman when you were with Sherry and, and y'all were looking at furniture. Just that his intent all along wasn't to make friends. It was to make this sale. Yeah. So what you're saying is that as soon as it's not informed anymore, mm -hmm. it becomes manipulation. Now, where does intent fall into that? Okay, but his intent is to be a nice person and his intent is to make the sale. That is his job. Yeah, no. What we have to understand is that despite it being his job, as friendly as it looks, he is not your friend. As kind as he is, he is not your friend. Mm -hmm. And again, so it looks like manipulation. How many people, and again, just, just stop and think about this. How many people have gone out and had one night stands with people because they've been manipulated? Because it Lots appears as though it appears as though this can be a long-standing thing. Uh -huh. It appears as though this person is really into you and everything else. Again, that is manipulation. And so the one-night stand is no different in manipulation. If the two people actually look at each other and go, "I don't like you, you don't like me, but we just need to get this on," that is a whole different conversation. That rarely happens. What happens is manipulation of emotion to get somebody to be naked. Yeah. And so that manipulation of, of emotion, and it's the exact same thing in sales. And so one night stands, believe it or not, folks, it's a sales pitch. And, <laughs> and, and if your sales pitch is good enough, male or female, right? Because the sales pitch can be verbal. It can also be how you're dressed. It can also be, and I'm not blaming people for how you're dressing. What I'm saying is what you do, because a lot of communication is nonverbal. So the nonverbal communication that you do how are you presenting it in a way, again, for that one night stand? So what is it that you're doing? And that is, again, manipulation. Yeah. And you just draw that, drew that direct comparison between the two. And it was like, absolutely 100%. If that situation had been trying to form a relationship that was going to be a relationship as opposed to a sales relationship... It would have gone down the same paths. My boundaries might have been different, but my boundaries, he passed my boundaries on in the sales. Absolutely. Could he have passed my boundaries in the other way? Maybe. Could he use the right sales pitch. Absolutely. Right? And, and this is why I say you have to become educated about what is honest, clear communication. And the very first thing that we do is we, we believe that we can have two or three drinks in us and we can make really good informed decisions about what the intent is of this person without actually knowing them. But we can do that. And we, we can do all of these things. And again, it's this really clear idea of, of, of becoming educated. And so one of the important things that is also really important here is to know your boundaries. You know, you spoke about boundaries. Uh, Rebecca, what are your boundaries? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, so sure, it's it's a good question, but but just as much as it's a good question, if you don't know your boundaries, 
So what do you think, Rebecca? Has anybody ever gone past and then you've looked back and you've went, oh my God, how'd that happen? Oh yeah. Okay, and so when that happens, again, it's because we are ignoring the number one thing, which is the, ma the manipulation of our emotions. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a need to feel needed. Everyone has a need to feel wanted. And so what do we do when we have that need? Well, we lower our batteries if we're not getting what we want. We lower, our, we lower and, and we sometimes even completely throw away our boundaries to simply get. And so again, sales all the time. One night stands all the time. They are a form of manipulation and sales. What are you guys thinking about this? I entered this conversation or this article with trepidation because I feel like I've been used so much in my life and manipulated so often in my life. And, but then I did a rethink on it and because I don't recognize manipulators well. This conversation and reading this article, I, I'm hoping will help me do better. But in the same sentence kind of thing, like, aren't we all a little bit manipulators? Absolutely. Because we all have our own best interests at heart. Yes and no. So I guess we have to draw the line is what is a, I don't want to say healthy manipulator, but... It's, there is no such thing as healthy manipulation. No. This is where education and awareness. And, and so there, there is no level of manipulation that is actually healthy. Because a manipulation by nature is something that you are unaware of. And you only either become aware after the fact or you never become aware. Right. And so one of the most important things when it comes to manipulation is our emotions. To be emotionally detached. So again, so this morning when I when I had this flurry of messages because the person didn't like something, I went, this isn't a me problem. And I said, do you want to become more informed? No, they want to rant. And I was like, not a problem. Here's your invoice today. And here we go. You're more than welcome to go seek other mediation services. You're more than welcome to go somewhere else. I'm more than willing to sit down with you. But I'm not willing to sit down with you in this emotional milieu because this is not what this is about. This is about mediation. Mm -hmm. And mediation is about your emotions, great. But when you start personally attacking me, that's when it, it becomes a manipulation. And so that's why I shut it down. Because it became personal. And as soon as we have our emotions in there, so back to the sales, it became personal. I, I don't want to offend this guy. He's my friend. Right? Exactly. The one night stand. I don't want to feel like I've just been rejected or did this or did th all of the, the, the myriad of things go through our heads. We don't stay calm and we do not become emotionally detached. We become emotionally engaged and that's where the manipulation stays. And so, again, with family, family all the time try to engage emotionally to get what they want. And when we sit back and we go, no, 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 I'm not engaging emotionally. I'm, I'm engaging in facts. And when I engage in facts, yeah, that's when things get sh shut down really quickly. Because again, people don't like facts. What they like is, hey, let's just sweep this under the carpet and let, let's get really, really lumpy. 
No, 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 the facts. What What is actually going on? What is the tangible that is actually happening? And that's why it is so hard to, when you are being manipulated and you have to emotionally detach and look at it. I find that if I, if I take the time to say, can I think on this? Because I, I have got myself out of manipulated situations in the past. Not always easily, but it's that piece there that taking a pause and taking a step back, getting emotions under control that I've been able to go back to a conversation and say, how about we take a look at this differently? This is not going to work for me. This is why. And take your suggestions and either we'll talk about it or get out. So I have an easier time finding manipulation in text because I, I am able to take the step back in text versus mm -hmm. in-person conversations where everything is so fast-paced. But I also find in text it's easier to misread things. Mm -hmm. so okay, so how, how can you say both then? That I find it easy and yet I, I mis, misunderstand. Because I think in the text I'm, I'm more readily asked for clarification. Okay, yeah. Whereas in person I'd be too nervous or embarrassed to ask for clarification. Well, what do you mean by that? But mm -hmm. in text I can, I, ha I can take the time to think about it in different perspectives and different ways. I think one of the, the most beautiful, um, and it just popped into my head, uh, back when I was going to Waterloo, uh, sexuality, marriage, and family, there's some classes uh, that I took, and um, the the prof who taught her, her name's Carm DeSantis, and, and Carm's just an, an amazing, uh, beautiful human being that um, made those classes so memorable, but also the information, and one of the things that she had was this video uh, that we watched, and it was about a half-hour video. And so, and it was all, again, the classes are in sexuality, marriage, and family. And so it was about a one-night stand, and it's a male and female, and uh, the two of them end up in bed. And so it takes a couple minutes of the video to get there. And the entire rest of the video is a lawyer uh, on, on his side and a lawyer on her side of the bed standing there with these two people under the covers just looking back and forth this whole time. And they're negotiating all the terms of engagement, Right? Can I touch the bottom of your foot with my toe? Can I do... Like, literally, it is amazing what they go through, and that never happens. And it never happens because, as you just said, I'm too embarrassed to stick my hand up and say, well, but just hold on here a second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I'm too embarrassed to do whatever. And it's really funny that, again, people will, you know, stick up their hand, become vulnerable, ask a question, and then because they've become vulnerable... And they could be starting a really good, healthy thing. They run like hell away. They just run the other way because they became vulnerable. This isn't going to work out well, so I'm just leaving. And then on the flip side of that, again, what people do is they will shut things down and not become vulnerable and then later regret. And so, again, it's about understanding that what we have to do is we have to surround ourselves with really solid supports. Because if we do that, if we surround ourselves with these solid supports, then what happens is exactly what we talked about with uh, the furniture. Sherry came back, we chatted about it, the solid support, we engaged a bunch of other things, and boom, there you go. And we resolved the, we resolved the issue, and, and, and that was a good thing. What are your thoughts? 
I was thankful for having the supports in that situation. Unfortunately, I haven't always had those supports and I have ended up getting manipulated into situations where two years later, I deeply regret what happened and how I was used. I think of work situations. I think of um, personal situations. And those things fester in your brain. Whereas if they were addressed up front, if you, if you take advantage of those support networks and have that conversation, like this doesn't feel right, but uh, blah, blah, blah. I think it might, I, I'm not sure if it's okay or not okay. What do you think? But you have to be open to having those discussions. Yeah, those, with people that are going to get past that emotional piece because it's your emotional piece that's in the way. Mm -hmm. And that support network should be helping you to question what you've done in a healthy way. So then if you're supposed to be shut down your emotions, I find it difficult to re-engage the emotion. But why do you have to re-engage them? You're trying to make an intelligent decision to not be manipulated. So I should just go through life without no, being emotional? No, no. Uh, how is it? So if we take this idea, you slow everything down, right? Because as you said, face to face, it's, it's too fast. It's too this. It's too. I don't have time to think. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you go, first of all, I don't care what you're bringing to the table unless I'm actually slowing this thing down. If I have to make a quick decision, odds are it's not a good decision. Mm -hmm. So that's intelligent. That's not emotional. So if I have to slow this down, that's that's the very first thing. If I'm being forced, if I'm being coerced, if I'm being manipulated, the one thing that they do not want me to do is to have time to make an informed decision. Right. So that's so that's the first thing. Right? Mm -hmm. So when you slow things down, what you're doing is again, you're you're not throwing your emotions away. What you're just trying to do is detach emotionally and go, just hold on here. I gotta do a couple things. I gotta slow things down. I've got to go to my solid supports and one of the solid supports has got to be you. And then you sit there and you go, but just hold on here. And if I'm being coerced, oh, well, this is a limited time offer or I need to do this or this is whatever, or I can do this for you today. You know, those are all words of manipulation. So again, it's not about becoming unemotional. You want to go buy a vehicle. And so I'm going to go buy this vehicle. Well, you want to want it. And, and not only that, but if they're saying, well, we have these on sale right now. Okay, well, when's the sale end? Well, it ends at 6 o'clock tonight. Okay, well, I've got a three or four hours. Right? That's slowing things down. Mm -hmm. You do not have to. And if you have to make a decision there and then, there is a really good chance you're being manipulated. And those are good words because those are common things that happen is that People say, you need to make a decision now. There's somebody else who's putting an offer on. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and not letting that drive your decision. Say, I need a little bit of time. I'll come back. I'll let you know my decision. And so often we don't do that. We don't take the time. Exactly. And we're the ones that suffer in the end more often than not. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. So when you talk about being detached from your emotions and you say, I have a really hard time re-engaging, okay, just think about this for a second, right? So I'm going to give you three different scenarios, right? So, so you go out to a bar and somebody's hitting on you and they're like, well, let's go now. Okay, well, that's somebody who is, again, trying to use manipulation so that you don't have the time to think about it. Mm -hmm. And then you go, well, yeah, but I just want to. Okay, but, but do you? Because, again, you, you don't know what any of the rules of engagement are. You've never met this human being. Mm -hmm. So, again, do you need to? Do you have to understand? Again, that's, it's, a, it's a personal thing, but, again, that is a simple form of manip manipulation. You go, you go to buy a vehicle. And the person says, this is the only one on the lot. They may be telling you the truth. It may be the only one that is that color, that, right, all the, all the specs. But that is not the only one in the world. So they are telling you the truth. But again, does that mean you have to make a decision today? No, because they're, they're not lying to you. They're just trying to manipulate you by, by being a, a good salesperson. Because a good salesperson wants the sale today. They don't want you to go away. They don't want you to walk off the lot. Because if you walk off, there's a chance you're not coming back. And that's where I think we have to step up and say, okay, I need to walk away and, and think about this. Give me what is the best offer. And then go and sit and think, is this the best offer? Because it may very well be the best offer. If you really like that vehicle, you shouldn't stop liking that vehicle just because you have an offer. Or that furniture. Or that furniture. Or that whatever person. it is you want to buy. Yeah. And so, again, it's about becoming informed. And yes. when you become informed, then what happens is you have to actually truly take a deep breath and get facts, document stuff. And then review the documents. Because what you just put out there, Rebecca, so I, so again, everybody plug your ears, but what you just put out there was, if I detach emotionally, I can't re-engage emotionally. So you mean to tell me that somebody that you start dating, because you actually do it in an intelligent way, and you start to date them, and you get to know them, and then and things progress, and as that progression happens, that you won't enjoy sex? Is that what, because that's what you're saying, is if, if, I, if I disengage and actually think about my actions... I can't get my emotions back in there. That's an absolutely ridiculous statement. It's a ridiculous statement because, again, our emotions will always come back. It's about simply getting our emotions back out of the way when we're starting to make these decisions because, again, manipulation. And it happens at work all the time. Hey, this machine's down. Can you... Uh, yeah, because you want to feel important. You want the overtime. You want the money. You want whatever it is that, that's coming your way. And so because you want that, then you go, oh. Will you take on this project? I, you're so good at it. I love what you did with X, Y, and Z. Can you take this one on? And so what did they just do? They Maybe every single word that they said is the truth. However, you are now making a decision based on the emotional sunshine that they just blew your way. Yeah. You're not actually stepping back and becoming informed. What you're doing, because in that moment, they're saying, you need to, can you, you're amazing. So now with all the sunshine, the intelligent person is going to say, thank you very much. 
However, I, I need to take a harder look at my schedule and then I will let you know if I can. And can you give me some more details on the time commitment required to do that? Managers hate that and they hate it because they simply want to pass the buck. They do, managers hate it. But what happens is when you sit there and you do that and you ask for that information, that's the emotional detachment. Because when the person says, you did such a great job, thanks. Doesn't guarantee I'm gonna do a great job in the next project. All that it means is that they blew a bunch of sunshine my way. Exactly. Right. And that's that recognizing the manipulate the potential manipulation. What do you mean potential? We've all agreed that we are manipulated every day, all day. That is true. And we are and manipulated by people all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're right, because what we need to do when we see it is that we stop it from being manipulation and we turn it into an intelligent conversation and evaluate the pros and cons without emotion. We may bounce things off of our support group and we will come to a rational decision, on a, not an emotional decision, hopefully. Well, no, go ahead, Rebecca. I'm just thinking about how easily some people find it to manipulate others. Do they look for certain traits in other people, or do they just... I think they do. In certain, I'm thinking of salespeople. They recognize, or they believe they recognize those people coming on the lot or in the building who are in an emotional state and once they start to develop that relationship they get a feel for you so i think yes people do look for certain traits and and anybody who feels any degree of desperation desperation of acceptance desperation of acknowledgement desperation of of intelligence desperation in any way if you feel any any the slightest bit of a need you are in line for being manipulated and so one of the things that is so important is again to understand that ma manipulation by its virtue is a selfish act for the other person. So go back to the manager that Sherry was, was talking about. And so that manager sits there and says, you are amazing on this. I need you to do this project. Okay, well, I, I, again, in, in, unless you're gonna be shot at a firing range, it's about, no, I need to stop. Because again, yeah, I did something. However, I need more information and I need to think about it. You can't think forever, but you do have to think about it. And so all the time, so I'm going to, I'm going to use Rebecca here for his example. All the time, I will say to Rebecca, you know, here's, a, here's something to learn. Here's a project. Here's a software. Here's a this. Here's a that. And, and, and it's a very inconsistent ebb and flow. And it's an inconsistent ebb and flow, not because she doesn't have the capacity, but because of her other workload and her psychological workload. And so those two things, and so again, so when I ask, I will never say, the only thing I will say to her ever is you are very intelligent and you have the ability to do this. Mm -hmm. And so since you have the ability to do this, then absolutely get out of your way, get her done. But the fact is, 
that again, this is one of these things, this is one of these facts that what you need to do is you need to take a hard look and you need to do a hard reassessment. And I think you've just struck on the difference between a good manager and a not so good manager. Um, I think you can still work with that manager that has told you how, how good you do things, but I think you have to go in with your eyes wide open and your emotions under control. And one of the things to also keep in mind, folks, is that by virtue of the fact that I, I'm self-employed. Why am I self-employed? Because I want to have a certain amount of autonomy and I want to have a certain amount of control that I don't have to go looking for and asking for, right? So anybody who wants to be a manager, anybody who wants to be, you know, anybody who wants to be in a relationship, we are going to be trying to do things that fit what and who and how and when and where we are. That is a form of manipulation. We manipulate ourselves, and we do. We truly do actually manipulate ourselves. And one of the ways that we manipulate ourselves is by lying about what we need, how we need it, why we need it, when we need it. All that self-talk. Absolutely. And so, well, we, we can't. We this, we that. All of that is a, is a self-fulfilling prophecy of our own manipulation. And so, again, when, when we look at this, again... So uh, just wanting to wrap up here, um, folks, what is it that is going through your head about this conversation, Rebecca? Just pour it out there. And, and, and what's your thoughts about this idea of manipulation and how rampant it is? And it is up to us to shut it down. I need to take more time to actually, to actually shut it down and to actually realize what's going on. So to take my emotions out of the equation and think of things with my brain. Not so much with the emotional part of me. And I think that after this, I have a better, clearer sense of what manipulate how manipulation starts, and I won't be questioning myself as often of whether I'm being manipulated. And if I don't, if I'm not questioning myself, I may be able to follow through, keep the emotions out, and um, deal with it in an, in an intelligent way. And so, folks, um, thank you very much for the tea. And, and I just want to put out there from, from where I come from, um, from a psychotherapy standpoint, um, all the time I have people who want to blow sunshine my way and want to thank me and want to, you're, you're, you, thank you, you, you did something amazing. You helped me you know, transcend into something else. You have helped me to see something. And they will call me buddy, and they will call me friend, and they will call me all kinds of things. Oh, you're a great guy. You're a guy I'd go drink with. No matter what they say, I just accept it, but I do not absorb it. Because they are not a friend. They are not part of my core group who I need for my support. What they are is people who through society have learned and are trying to, again, use manipulation because one of the things that they want is for me to agree with everything that they're saying and thinking. Mm -hmm. And so that's not going to happen, folks. And it's not. And so I listen and I help people process through information. But again, to be a good therapist means that I also piss people off. And I piss people off. And I can only do that if I'm emotionally detached 
And when I'm emotionally detached, I go, this is not appropriate. And so sometimes I actually shut it down right there and then, and I point out to people that that was not appropriate. And then there's other times I, I say nothing other than I continuously always come back to, to reinforcing that what they have thought, said, or did was not appropriate. So again, so we have this, this ebb and flow in our lives, folks, that we always need to be cognizant of, of and we need to be really wary of. And so again, so folks, be, be your own first line of defense. Become informed, become educated, become emotionally detached. Make sure that you have your supports, make sure that you become educated about what it is that's actually being said to you. Ignore the flattery. Because I guarantee you, when you stop working at the place where you work, most of the people who work there are never going to talk to you again. They're your buddy while you're, you're there. They're your lunch table mate while you're there. But that's about where it ends. And so again, for Rebecca, Sherry, myself, I really appreciate y'all tuning in. And thanks again for your feedback, ladies. You're welcome. And thank you for having this conversation. Always a pleasure, Rick. Again, it's Rick Sherwood here. Thank you very much for tuning in to Black Sheep Rebranded. And thank you for uh, continuing to share our podcast and to give us your feedback. We really appreciate it. And uh, just to, again, it's a reminder, this is not a substitute for mental health. This is meant to make you ask you to please get you to look at your life and look at your world in a very different way and to ask questions, become informed and become a better version of yourself so that you can have a more enriched life. And so again, if this or any of the other podcasts we do gets you to think, challenge yourself, and go about things in a different way, then we're doing what, we're, what we meant to do. So again, everybody, from Rebecca, Sherry, and myself, have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Bundle up, stay warm, especially in southern Ontario, because winter has returned. Be good, folks.